Mr. Bob, what are you doing outside this morning? It's too cold. I live for this time of year, Zach. If you say so. Hey, this weather is kind of reminding me of what General George Washington and his troops had to endure during their stay at Valley Forge. I think the conditions were just a little worse than this, Zach. You're right, you're right. But wow, it is getting cold out. Yes, I don't think I'll be sitting out here much longer. One thing that I remember finding surprising to learn when I was younger was that Valley Forge, just a stationary base location of the Revolutionary War, but it was so famous and there was no battles ever even fought there. No, no battles were ever fought in Valley Forge. And you're right. It was just where the army hunkered down for the winter of 1777. They stayed there until June of the next year. And during the spring, it was a rebuilding and training period for the army. That spring is when the French army finally came to help with the war effort, and they actually trained our troops at Valley Forge. Brr, it's really chilly out here this morning. I need a coffee. Yes, but surviving that harsh winter, that was the true test of the war. Just imagine having to hike for days in the snow with barely any clothing or no footwear because you just finished fighting a ragtag battle that didn't go over so well. It truly was a grueling march to get to Valley Forge. It was so grueling, Zach, that General George Washington wrote a letter to Congress almost immediately after their arrival at Valley Forge. You are listening to The World According to Mr. Bob, a historical fiction educational show based on true life events. Some sounds and language may be inappropriate. Listener discretion is advised. The day is December 22nd. 1777. The battered Continental Army has been setting up camp for the past four days to hunker down for the winter, 25 miles outside of Philadelphia in Valley Forge, an area up on a plateau with waterways surrounding two of the sides. It's a geographic location set up like it was almost designed by an Army general. On this day, General George Washington is writing the Continental Congress a letter to inform them of their dire situation. It took the army eight days to march 14 miles in the snow to get to Valley Forge after losing their surprise attack on the British in Germantown just north of Philadelphia. A battle that happened almost after a 35-mile march in just one day. Their clothes were ripped, shredded, and for some even missing, all their clothes. And several men had lost their shoes. Bloody footprints in the snow were all that were left behind from their march to Valley Forge. They had no food, had to forage only on what nature provided them along the way. The army needed help from the Congress badly. They needed all types of supplies to be delivered. And already, only four days in, many men had already fallen ill from the chill of winter and the lack of food. George Washington writes, Dear Congress, I'm writing with much distress to see men without clothes to cover their nakedness, without blankets to lay on, without shoes by which their marches might be traced by the blood from their feet, and almost as often without provisions as with marching through the frost and snow and at Christmas taking up their winter quarters. 
within a day's march of the enemy, without a house or a hut to cover them, till they could be built. And submitting to it without a murmur is a mark of patience and obedience which, in my opinion, can scarce be paralleled. But these are dire times for my men. They are in much need of supplies, especially... Now who is that? Hi, General George. Remember me? Oh, hello. Um, yes. Weren't you on my boat crossing the Delaware River last year? I sure was. It's me, Johnny Franklin. We also met and talked about this whole situation before the war even started back in the tavern a couple years ago in Philly. Don't you remember? Ah, yes. I remember you now. You are Ben Franklin's cousin. Yeah, that's right. Ben's cousin. Nice to see you again, Donnie. What are you doing here in Valley Fords? Well, General, I came to enlist in your army again. Where have you been? Why are you enlisting again? Well, you see, I didn't have much going on ever since I busted out of the prison that the British made inside Independence Hall. And... Wait, did you say a prison inside Independence Hall? That's right. You are aware that the British took control of Philadelphia, right? Yes, I am aware. Right. Well, they took control of Independence Hall for the Army General's offices. And they're also housing their captured men there. Exactly like a prison. This is awful news. What a disgrace. Just think, only months before I was inside that building, aiding in the outline for our new government. Yeah, well, the British are wintering in Philadelphia now, and they know you're out here for the winter. I overheard two red coat officers talking about it. So when they let me out of prison for good behavior, I saw a horse and rode out here to Valley Forge. Man, the roads get out here are in really bad shape. You stole a horse? And I'm not even going to ask what you did to get into prison. But please, Johnny, sit down. Grab something to read. I have to finish writing this letter to Congress about the dire situation here that my men are dealing with. Yeah, I saw how the troops are doing when I arrived. They look like they've seen better days. Yes, and that is why I need to finish this letter, Johnny. And with you here, it has just reminded me of a question I need to ask the Congress. Now, please, sit. Johnny grabs a book to read, and Washington goes back to writing the letter to Congress. I am also curious about the status of Ambassador Franklin. Has he made agreements with France for their support yet? Will they be sending backup troops? We really could... Oh, heaven almighty, who is it now? Oh, it's my aide-de-camp, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Hamilton. Hey, you should be writing this letter to Congress, not me. Huh? What letter? I've come here to file a complaint. A complaint? What now? And yes, a letter to Congress asking for more aid and supplies. I might have you write a letter to the Congress of your colony, New York, and ask for more supplies from them as well. It is really bad here, and many men are very ill. Yes, good idea, but not today, sir. Today I need to file a complaint against a fellow officer. Officer Aaron Burr is making threats. I overheard him talking about mutiny. And frankly, General, he has become a nuisance. Okay, okay, calm down for a minute. Don't be dramatic, Colonel Hamilton. I'm sure there is some misunderstanding. But sir! Now who is it? Come in. General Washington, Colonel Hamilton took my bayonet and I want it back. 
immediately. Well, come on in, Officer Burr. Officer Aaron Burr? You can't be in here. Can he be in here? How did you know I was in here? He's fine, Hamilton. And what can I do for you, Officer Burr? Relax, Alex. I saw you through the window. General Washington, I need my bayonet back now. General, this officer is not fit to be in control of a bayonet at all hours of the day. Who are you to tell me that I am not fit to be in control of my own bayonet? Can you believe this? I don't have to take this from you, a foreigner. Officer Burr, you will stop right now. Colonel Hamilton has been on this land for years now and has proven himself time and time again. He is a high scholar and he speaks fluent French, which I feel will come in handy very soon. Besides, you need to throw more respect, Officer Burr. Respect? Respect for a man who confiscated my belongings? Officer Burr, you have not shown the proper maturity to handle a weapon like this. Your immature pranks on fellow troop members isn't going unnoticed. Who are you to say such things? I am a master marksman and more than capable. Enough! You two stop! My word, the two of you are like children. It's time to grow up. Unbelievable. Alexander, give Aaron his bayonet back. And Aaron, stop the pranks. We have only been in Valley Forge for four days now and you are already acting like this? Keep this up and it's going to be a really long winter. But he started it. I swear I'm going to challenge you to a duel one day. Get out, both of you get out and go back to building your winter forts. Sorry, yes, yes General. General Washington. I don't think that they like each other very much. No, they sore don't. Well, they better learn to get along or it's going to be a long winter. Donnie, I have to finish this update to Congress. I can't take all these interruptions anymore. Well, so Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton have been arguing for a long time. Valley Forge happened something like 28 years before their famous duel. Well, I'm sure it wasn't 28 years of straight arguing. They had to get along during the revolution at some point. They literally had to fight side by side in the next major battle of Mammoth. Who else was at Valley Forge? Any other famous names in history? You wouldn't believe the list unless you read it. But names like Henry Knox, the Marquis de Lafayette, John Marshall, and James Monroe. Does the name Benedict Arnold ring a bell? Wow, that's a real who's who of the founding fathers. Talking future Secretary of War, Secretary of State, Governors, a Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, and a President. And a traitor. Our country's most famous traitor. But that's a whole nother story, Zach. I think Benedict Arnold's story is for the class of Revolutionary War 201. And the Marquis de Lafayette. It's another fascinating story for higher education as well. And what a key role he played for the American Foundation. Without him, who knows? I'm getting off this porch. It's freezing out here. I agree, Zach. Indoor activities for the rest of the day. See you later, Mr. Bob. Talk to you later, Zach. The world 
world according to Mr. Bob is created, written, and produced by Bob Staniszewski and Adam Staniszewski with associate producer Zach Kennedy. Recorded and mixed at Crooked Lane Sound in Cherry Hill, New Jersey by audio engineer and sound designer Adam Staniszewski. Episode number eight of season one is titled Valley Forge. It features Pat Boudet as Alexander Hamilton, Pat Garland plays Aaron Burr, and Brett Slavin performs George Washington. Mr. Bob's graphics were designed by J.R. Farrell at Promotional Graphics Doylestown, PA. The theme songs are provided by Silent Partner and Ease Jammy Jams. For a full list of character and musical credits, please check out our website, theworldaccordingtomrbob.com. And while you're on the internet, please follow our Facebook page for updates. Hit the like and subscribe button on our YouTube channel. If you want to advertise or sponsor the show, please email us at worldofmrbob at gmail.com. Or to support Mr. Bob, PayPal him at worldofmrbob. Mr. Bob would greatly appreciate it. I'm Danielle Byrne, announcer extraordinaire. Thank you for listening and please tune in to the next exciting episode of The World According to Mr. Bob. This has been a Moon Ranger production.